Welcome to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm the virtual mom bestie you didn't know you needed. Grab a cup, make yourself comfortable, and allow me to spill the tea on motherhood. Welcome back to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. Today's episode is all about vacationing with little kids. (laughs) I just went on a three or four day beach trip with my husband and my two and a half year old son. So I am planning on sharing tips and tricks, um, some Instagram versus reality moments, and just generally what to expect and what to know when planning a trip with your littles. So let's just jump right in. So maybe to start, I should say, I've seen this many times online, it goes something like this. A vacation with kids is the same thing, just a different scenery, right? Like your kids might be sick on vacation, you might have tantrums, and it's like life as usual, just new surroundings and maybe a prettier scenery or backdrop, to your life and to the soundtrack of your life. So I will leave it at that as basically a summary of what it's like to travel with little kids. There are moments that are absolutely beautiful, moments that you'll treasure forever. Make sure you take lots of photos, you know, and then there are moments where you want to rip your hair out and you're like, why the hell did I think it was a good idea to pack up our entire house and travel somewhere far away what in the world? Why did I do this to myself? (laughs) So let's just like really unpack this. And I want to do that by starting with what our beach trip was like last year when my son was about one and a half versus what it was like this year, because this year we needed a major redo. Beach trip 2022 last year. Let me set the scene for you. This was our second time taking our son to the beach. The first time he was only six months old and taking a baby anywhere is usually fairly easy, right? Like they can sleep anywhere. I think he napped on the beach in a stroller with a fan and the sound machine going and life was easy, so easy, right? Then he is a like mini toddler last year and okay, so we drive to the beach. We, it's like a three and a half hour drive five minutes, I kid you not, five minutes prior to pulling into the parking lot of the condo rental, my son, for the first time ever, threw up multiple times in the back seat, puke everywhere. There were no signs or symptoms of him being sick prior to the trip, or honestly, I'm pretty sure we would have canceled it. <laughs> This completely came out of nowhere. I will say last year was year one of daycare. So from, you know, January when he started leading up to this trip, he was sick a lot, a lot, a lot. But he hadn't been sick for like two, three weeks. We'd never had a stomach bug and he threw up. And I am honestly terrified of throw up. I don't know what it is. I just cannot handle throw up. So it was not fun. We pull into the parking lot. My husband is just ripping out the car seat. I'm undressing my son, getting the smelly, vomit-soaked clothes off of him. 
So it was a very interesting start to our vacation. That first day, my son was in great spirits. He was excited to explore the beach. Um, We only had a couple of hours on the beach before it was time for dinner. And then that night is when he started to get like really sick. So I think at 4 a.m. I woke up because he was crying and I felt him and he had never, ever, ever felt as hot as he did. I didn't have a thermometer with me to actually see what his temperature was, but I've never seen him so red and flushed. I mean, even his hands were on fire. It was intense. So at 4.30 in the morning, as a very nervous mom, right, because up until then, my son had a nanny at home and he was never, ever sick. So this was very new. I was terrified and I made my husband get up again, 4.30 a.m., pitch blackout. We aren't familiar with where we are. And I was like, you need to go find a 24-hour pharmacy and pick up fever reducer medication. We got his fever down. He ended up like sleeping on my chest. I'm covered in sweat. He's covered in sweat as his fever is breaking. And it just felt like a hot mess. So I was really relieved when the fever came down. Then he seemed okay, so we were like, well, we're just still going to go to the beach and just hang out in the shade, you know, like it wasn't super hot at that point. So we still got a lot of beach time, which was nice, but the problem was that because he was feeling so crappy, he was clinging to me. Obviously, understandable. It was just unfortunate that we were on vacation at the beach where you, you know, we had envisioned him like running around, chasing seagulls, playing in the sand with his toys, making a sandcastle with us, being excited about running down to the water, going to the pool with us, things like that. And he was glued to me. He would not let me put him down at all. Even if I was sitting in a chair right next to him, I was, his feet were physically not allowed to touch the ground or he would just burst into a meltdown. If you have like mini toddlers or even toddlers, you may have experienced this even on non-sick days where they like arch their back and just like keep lifting their feet up and won't let you put their feet on the ground. Maybe there's a better way to describe that. On the beach, in the beach chair, I had to hold him the entire time. Like he had to be sitting on my lap. So I was like, I'm going to have the craziest tan line. (laughs) No, that was not, not my biggest concern. He was also in that mode of like, I don't want daddy. I only want mommy. So mommy literally got no break. That vacation was not a vacation. So up until then, so I think this was in May, all of my PTO time, and I had taken a lot of PTO time at that point, was for sick days for him and for me because inevitably those early daycare germs I would get sick a couple of days after he would go back to school so literally I had used up so many PTO days leading up to this for sick days for him and for me so I was like oh we're gonna finally have good like PTO little vacation trip and lo and behold he's super sick on that vacation (sighs) so even like in the condo If I wanted to go to the bathroom, he had to come with me. And not only did he have to come with me, again, he would not let me like sit him down in front of my feet while I was doing my business. He had to sit on my lap. There's a great visual for you. 
I had zero space, zero alone time. I was so insanely touched out and tired. I was just exhausted. I was at a point where like any little thing was going to set me off. Like that was the mood and the vibe that I was in. So I think this was on the last day um, after a rough morning. We were down at the beach. Again, my toddler was clinging to me the entire time. And when it was time to pack up at the beach, I just wanted to set him down for like three minutes to help my husband pack up and get ourselves back up to the room because I was just done. I was like, we're going home. I've had enough. And at that point, it had been so many days, like three-ish days of him clinging to me like Velcro that I, my mood was like, I'm setting you down for three minutes and I don't even care if you scream because mommy needs a minute. And so my husband said the wrong thing at the wrong time. He was like all pissy that I put my son down and he was screaming and he was like, I don't need you to help me pack up. Like I've got it. I'm, I'm going to do it. Just grab him and go up to the room. As we're like bickering at each other for a moment, this like lady comes over that I guess had been watching us. And, you know, I feel so bad because I'm sure she meant she meant what she was doing in in the most loving way, I'm assuming. But in the state of mind I was in, it did not come across that way to me. And I took it the just not, not in a good way. She was basically like, oh, you know, he's like crying really hard. Do you like, I can hold him for you. And in my mind, I was like, F off, lady. I'm his mother. I've got it handled. Thanks so much, but no thank you. Like, that was how I was feeling. Again, she probably was so sweet and meant well. And now that I'm in a different place of motherhood, that might even be something that I would do for someone just to be, like, helpful to a mom that clearly is about to have a mental breakdown. But yeah, it just, I did not take it the right way. And I walked upstairs with my toddler and he was crying and I lost it and I started crying right next to him. So we were just both sitting in the living room in the condo in tears as my husband walked in and that was that was our vacation. So yeah, it was super fun. So this year I had been saying, okay, like we are so due for a do-over a redo to get him to actually enjoy the beach and do all the fun beach things and for us to get to just enjoy him and play with him on the beach and sit next to him and you know do all the things and because he was sick we really didn't go anywhere else or do any activities we would just like go to the beach for a little bit and then go back to the room so I had been so excited and I had been saying though, like, oh my gosh, what would be our luck that he gets sick again? Because he hasn't been sick in a while. So you know how kids are. Like, they're due to be sick every so many weeks, it feels like, when they're in daycare. So I just kept thinking, like, please God, please God, like, do not let him get sick. So the night before we go to the beach this this past week, he started coughing. And it was, like, this very, like, slimy, like, phlegmy cough. And my husband and I are just looking at each other like, no freaking way. There is no way 
Oh, you know what I didn't mention? I didn't mention that two days after we got back from the beach, I came down with that awful stomach bug. Anyway, we get in the car to go to the beach and he's still coughing and we're both like so anxious on the drive down. Like, please don't let this be happening again. Thankfully, he ended up being fine. I don't know what that cough was about. He coughed for like a day, but otherwise he was fine. So we really, we did have a do-over and we got to enjoy our beach trip, which was so, so needed. I was like, what would this karmic hell be that I'm living in if this were to happen again, right? Like what would be the odds and what did I do to someone in this lifetime to be deserving of this? (laughs) So anyways, I want to dive deep into some very specific moments of like planning for a vacation, packing, and just some little tidbits of what happened that I think are funny little nuggets. Let's start with the insane amount of stuff that we moms have to pack for a trip. It is insane. So to make it easier for you guys, I thought I would take that part of the mental load off of you and make a beautiful packing checklist PDF for you um, that should include pretty much anything and everything you need to remember when packing for either a baby or a toddler. So I am going to leave that link in the show notes so that if you have a spring or summer trip coming up, you can download that PDF. It has a couple of my favorite products and some discount codes for like my favorite sunscreen for the slumber pod, different things like that, that are really great vacation hacks. So please, 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 after you tune into this, go down to the show notes and click that link and download that PDF. I'm really hoping that it takes the load off of you. What I think is just so interesting is that moms have to think about a million things for vacation. Like I start thinking about things two or three weeks in advance. I think about all the things that I need to order off like Amazon or Target or go pick up, you know, like the the hats, the sunglasses, the new swim trunks for this year, the swim diapers, the snacks that they're going to want to have, making sure I get the pet sitter lined up thinking about activities for rainy days at the beach, all these different things that we have to think about. And it will literally stress me the fuck out leading up to vacation because there are so many things to think about, remember, wash, get ready. And I don't know, like it's just a lot of stuff. So that's why I made a checklist to make it easier for all of my future travels and your travels. I'm generalizing here, but most of our husbands don't have to think about anything, right? Like my husband packs for himself. I don't pack for him, but I pack everything for me, for my son, all the things that we're all using as a family, right? So like the cooler, the speakers, the towels, all the things, all those family things. I just don't pack his clothes and his toiletries. I am the one that like arranges the pet sitter and remembers to put the key out or like remembers to write the notes of the directions for caring for our pets and all those little tiny details that add so much to our mental load that our husbands never have to think about. They like 
grab their beer out of fridge that morning and put on their sunglasses and pack up the car and off we go, you know? So that's really annoying. And there was one morning at the beach this time where I was kind of having a slow morning, just kind of snuggling in bed with my son. My husband was packing us up for the beach. This was our second day going down to the beach. And he put everything we needed in the in the cooler, got our wagon with all the stuff, our chairs, our beach blanket, umbrella, everything. And then I saw that all the sunscreen was sitting over there on like the table. And so, you know, I made sort of a snide remark or comment about like, oh, you know, were you planning on packing all that sunscreen? (laughs) Probably shouldn't have said that. And he was like, yeah, I wasn't done yet. In my eyes, he was pacing around like he was done and antsy to get down to the beach and we were taking too long. So I shouldn't have even said that. But he was like, I just did everything to get us packed to go down to the beach. Basically insinuating like a little bit of appreciation would be nice here. And so, of course, I opened that box of of worms. No, that can of worms. Sorry, I mix metaphors all the time where I was like, well, I'm the reason we have all this stuff here for you to pack in the wagon and in the cooler. Like I had to think about every single tiny little thing. So thank you so very much from the bottom of my heart that you just put it all neatly in the wagon for us to go down to the beach with. Like, thanks so much. Thank you. So that was like a two minute little tiff of like bickering at each other and, you know, as couples do, we we move on like two seconds later. So anyway, that was sort of what I wanted to talk about when it comes to packing. So I mean, I don't want to create any stereotypes here or like play into stereotypes, but man, would I love to be a man for a day, a husband, a dad, like what a luxury, right? To not have to pack anything, to not have to think about anything in advance, do any of the planning and can just show up that morning, roll out of bed, you know, pack up the car and think about where you're going to get your breakfast sandwich and coffee from that morning because you didn't have to think about a single thing when it comes to this trip. And again, I'm generalizing here, but this is the case for for my husband and me, and I'm sure this is the case for so many of you. It's so unfair, and it's such a luxury for them. Like, imagine if we didn't do all the things that we did. Our vacation would be a hot mess because we wouldn't have half the things that we needed, and we would forget everything. I mean, we would survive. It would be fine. At the end of the day, everything would be fine, but kids need a lot of stuff especially babies. We definitely packed way less stuff than last year, but holy crap, do babies and little kids need a lot of stuff. You need to have a pretty big car to travel with your kids for a couple of days, you know? (laughs) Like, it's no joke here. So, packing is quite the task, let me tell you. Before we left for the beach, I was like way too tired the night before to like shave my legs, shave my bikini line. So I was like, okay, I have to do it that morning early before 
we leave to go to the beach because we knew that we were going to go down, you know, to the ocean right when we get there. So I don't know how you guys handle your grooming in the winter with your vajay. I am very lazy about it until spring shows up. (laughs) This is like so TMI. Um, I didn't used to always be this way. I think this is something that started once I got married and like had a kid and kind of stopped giving a shit about certain aspects of myself. Um, So anywho, I had a lot of cleaning up to do down there and finished shaving my legs. Like I told my husband, I'm running up. Like I was just, I put like a foot of water in the bathtub to quickly shave sitting down because like I hate shaving standing up in the shower. He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Take your time. Like I'll be down here with um, our son and we'll start packing up the car. So finished shaving my legs and then I got out of the tub Okay, you have to like visualize this and I probably shouldn't even be sharing this on my podcast, but I am sitting on the corner of the tub with one leg like up on the tub so that I'm out of the water and can shave my bikini line. Um, so kind of like spread eagle <laughs> with one leg in the water, just like sitting on the corner of the bathtub, right? Does that make sense? Anyway... Of course, who walks in? My two and a half year old. Like, oh, mommy, what are you doing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, can you please, can you please go be with your dad? Mommy needs a minute, please. Mommy's just doing something private and I just want a few minutes. And he's like, oh, no, I stay with you. I stay with you, mommy. And like, my husband's trying to get him, but not trying very hard. And I was like, oh, my God. So I was like, whatever. Let me just do this really quickly. He is just next to me. Mommy put your foot in the water. Like, why is your foot hanging out? Put it in the water. And I'm like, oh my God. He's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Then he saw my like dry brush and was like, oh, you want your brush? You want to brush your hair? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, please leave. Yeah. So sorry for the TMI. This is just like real mom life here. Completely uncensored, unscripted. Um, not how I was planning on, um, shaving my bikini line but it had to get done. My son refused to leave my side. He was mostly confused about why I had one leg hanging out of the tub and one foot in the tub. Like it was mind boggling to him and he just continuously kept telling me to put uh, my other foot in the tub and then I'm a little bit woo-woo and I have all these crystals like next to my bathtub that are just pretty and like set the scene with my candles when I take baths. And then he's just like trying to hand me all the different crystals. And I'm just trying to spend five minutes cleaning up my hot mess of a bikini line because I completely let it go all winter because I hate getting waxed because I think it hurts like hell. And I don't know. It was just an interesting moment before we went out of town to go to the beach. And then in the car, we, I was like, lately on small rides as a family to go somewhere, he like begs me to sit in the back with him. And sometimes I will, unless it's a longer drive because I get car sick. And we'd been doing that a lot lately. So I was just like hoping that he wasn't going to ask me to sit back there with him because it's a three and a half hour drive. And I would be like, 
okay, I've never actually thrown up from being car sick, but it's not very pleasant. And we don't have the largest, most spacious SUV. So it just feels very crammed back there, especially because we still have my son's car seat in the middle. So it's like very tight if I'm sitting by one of either window. So I basically was like, oh, okay, mommy is going to put on Miss Rachel for you. And mommy has to sit in the front to help daddy drive because it's a, like a big drive on the big road. Like, we, you know, daddy needs help. And he was like, oh, okay, sure. Totally understanding. But the whole time I was like, okay, I'm sure at some point on this trip, he's going to ask me to sit back there like he usually does. And he never did. So that was a big win. He sat back there for three and a half hours watching Ms. Rachel and he did not make a peep except for when he asked for his water at one point. It was amazing. It was truly amazing. And it was the same way on the drive back. He even took a nap, even though we left at like 8am. He somehow, despite not having exerted any energy, fell asleep and was quiet the entire ride back. So it was really funny when we got to the beach, we were hanging out. He was having a great time. I never actually got wet. And at one point in my one piece bathing suit, I was like, oh, honey, I'm so confused. Like, why is half of me wet? Like, I don't understand why like half of my bathing suit is wet and the other half isn't. Like, this is so bizarre. And he was like, um, you were holding him and he's wet. And I was like, oh, my God. I feel so dumb right now. <laughs> I literally had been sitting there wondering why in the world am I wet on half of my body? Like, so dumb. So another big part of the planning that I forgot to mention is that my husband and I tend to not agree on the place to stay. Like, I like bougie hotels or resorts, and he wants to rent out, like, an Airbnb condo and most of them look like they're from the 90s and it's like if I go to vacation somewhere I want it to be even nicer than my own home like as far as like the decor and I don't know I just want it to be really bougie and with hotels unless you get like a huge like two-room suite which is going to cost you a fortune you're going to have you know two queen or king beds next to each other And my husband was like, no, that's not going to work. We need to rent a condo where we have two bedrooms that are separated so that after we get our son down, you know, we can hang out and not have to be super, super quiet. So that was super challenging to try and find and find something like within our budget and all of the other parameters that I was looking for. But we managed to find a place. So my son's room had a queen bed and then we had a queen bed and there was like a, one of those like sliding barn doors in between. So my son still sleeps in a crib. So this was the first time other than when he stays with my mother-in-law that he slept in like a big boy bed by himself because when he's with my mother-in-law, she sleeps next to him all night. I used my little trick, which is, this is like a mom travel hack. If you're staying in like a hotel, you know how they give you like 50,000 million pillows that you're never going to use. So 
to make a barrier instead of putting the pillows on top of the bed, on top of the sheets, on the side so that your kid doesn't fall off, I recommend tucking them underneath the fitted sheet so that it is truly like a barrier and it for the most part stays in place. So that is like such a good hack and that is what we did and it worked so well for us. My son who is only used to sleeping in the crib did so good sleeping in the big boy bed. I was shocked. The first night around 11 he did wake up scared crying and I slept in there with him the rest of the night but then the other two nights he slept on his own and it was amazing like I'm so proud of him so we decided why not bite the bullet let's go ahead while he just did this and go ahead and transition him out of the crib into a full-size bed we're super excited to do that that was a fun little experiment If you still have a little one that's in a pack and play, I really recommend getting the slumber pod. I actually have a discount code for them that I will leave in the show notes as well. It's like the sort of tent that goes over the pack and play that makes it really, really dark and helps cancel out a little bit of the noise. Um, So totally recommend that if your child is in a rental crib or a pack and play. So the reality of our two-bedroom condo is that you could hear every little noise, so it's not like we were being super loud. We turned a sound machine up, like, so high. I mean, it sounded like there was constantly an airplane taking off with, like, the white noise sound we used. The bed in our side of the, the condo was so noisy. Every little movement you made, it creaked so loudly that we literally like couldn't do anything the balcony door was so so loud when you opened and closed it so at the end of the day we were also like exhausted when we got him to sleep every night because we were always out like for dinners and didn't go to bed until a little later so come like 9 p.m I was pretty much just falling into bed anyway so it pretty much wouldn't have even mattered if we didn't have the two-bedroom situation. The first night when we were going to dinner, he refused to put his shoes on. He, like, had a meltdown in the room. I don't know if he thought we were just, like, leaving the beach altogether. I was trying to explain to him, like, no, buddy, like, we're going out to a restaurant for dinner, and then we'll be right back, and we're going to sleep here, and you're going to see all your toys, and we'll be back down to the beach tomorrow. But he was like not with me and he was screaming like wouldn't put his shoes on didn't want to go out to dinner so I had to just carry him I had to hold him in the 30 minute wait to go eat and he just would not put his shoes on so that was that and on the second night for dinner I convinced him to put his shoes on but he did not want to walk so I kind of realized we're the only people that I know that take their toddler somewhere where there will be a lot of walking and doesn't bring a stroller. So like we decided when our son was a little older than one that we were just done with the stroller. Like basically once you really started to walk, we were done with it. It went up in the attic and we never brought it out again. And I see people like at the mall with their older toddlers still putting them in these strollers or at Disney or I don't know like anywhere you go you know to the park so many places where I see people with bigger toddlers in a stroller and I'm always like 
those kids look too big to be in a stroller. But then we're in a situation like where we went to dinner on the second day at the beach. It's like this really big area just with tons of restaurants and shops, like an outdoor sort of mall area. And I'm like, oh my God, why the hell did we not bring the stroller? Like, why are all these smart parents here with their strollers and we're here like lugging our heavy child around and the diaper bag and like everything else? So note to self, to myself, and as a reminder to you guys, if you think there will be a bit of walking at any point on your vacation, bring a stroller. Another lovely hack that I want to share, and I'm going to link up as well in the show notes, my Amazon easy to shop list of everything you need for traveling with a baby or toddler and pool and beach toys. We got this, we... I thought ahead of things that my son might enjoy at the beach and ordered this um, like pop open pool for the beach. So you like dig a little hole in the sand and it comes with this portable bucket that you go down and like scoop up ocean water and fill it up. So you have like a little pool over where you're sitting at the beach He had so much fun playing with that. I highly recommend it. I had so many people eyeing it, walking along the beach. So really, really great $30 beach investment. I also had an interesting moment with my body image. So if you've been following along, I have had really great intentions of working out leading up to summer. I just keep not finding the time to actually hop on my Peloton and lose about 15 pounds that I have put on over the last year. What's so interesting though is that my body image has completely changed and shifted. Like I used to be so frustrated when my body didn't look the way I wanted it to look. And I would be like thinner than I really saw myself, right? Like I would actually look pretty good and in the mirror I would see myself as heavier, Or I would like see all these flaws, which I think is a very common thing that women experience. But so my body image, after a really rough patch of really not liking how I looked after I had my son, my body image totally changed and I now love and appreciate my body. Although I've gained 15 to 20 pounds over the last year and I'm like the heaviest I've ever been, I'm not sitting there saying like, oh my gosh, I love how I look, but I'm okay with how I look, especially since I'm not really putting in the work to look any differently, right? So the first day that we're there, my husband took a couple of pictures of me and my son and I was in my bathing suit. He took a couple of pictures of me walking down to the ocean from behind and I saw those pictures and I was like, oh my God, whoa, is that actually what I look like? Because when I look in the mirror, that is not how I see myself. So it's like my body image has totally changed the opposite. Like I think now I look in the mirror and I think I look thinner than I actually look, which is like nuts. Does that actually happen to people? Um, I don't know. So I'm like, okay, either this is just a horrible set of photos of my thighs and my butt, Or my body image is just like so skewed the other way now, which obviously I would prefer it that way. It was just really interesting. So 
all I can say is another Instagram account posted this meme the other day that was like, the second half of your life begins when you stop caring what you look like in a bathing suit. And I just have to say that that is dead on so true. I just don't give a crap anymore. I just don't. I rocked that bathing suit all weekend. I felt great despite the photos and zooming in on it and being like, whoa, what are those dimples? What are those stretch marks? Where did my thigh gap go? Um, We're like way beyond not even having a thigh gap. It is like, I don't know. It's interesting. So I'm just saying when we go on a vacation, when we go to the pool, I think often body image issues will like creep in and just try to remember to not care and just put on that bathing suit anyways and play with your kids because at the end of the day that is all that matters and you're making you're you're going on this trip to make these special memories with your kids so just don't hold back because you're worried about what random strangers on the beach will think of your body I also think it's absolutely hilarious that I brought two books to the beach for our three and a half day trip and genuinely thought that I would get through both books. In my mind before the trip, I said to myself, oh yeah, I'll have time to read these at the beach and in the evenings after my son goes to bed, I will lay snuggled up next to my husband reading these books. And that is just honestly the funniest thing ever because I think I read three chapters of one book. Yeah, there was one point where my husband had to run up to the room to get something and my son insisted on going with him. And I was like, yes, please go ahead. Like I'll have, you know, 10 minutes to just sit here by myself. And I was going to read my book, but I closed my eyes for a moment to relax and I pretty much drifted off to sleep multiple times, you know, where you like have that jump where you're like, oh God, I was falling because you were falling asleep. It was like that multiple times where I was just dozing off. And honestly, it's like in that 15 minute span that my husband and my son were gone was the most relaxed I was the entire trip because when you're at the pool or at the beach you're on high alert when you're with your kid, right? Like you are on high alert to make sure they don't drown, that they don't just like run off, that no one grabs them. I mean, there are just so many things that you're having to like protect them from without like super consciously thinking about it. So if I'm sitting there in my chair, even if my husband is the one going down to the water with him, I still keep an eye out. I just always feel like the more eyes, the better. I just, it's, it's exhausting to be on like super high alert all day. Like it's no wonder that that combined with too much sun and a couple too many mimosas is what knocks us out by like 9 p.m. on vacation, right? So that 15 minute span where I could just sit and not worry about where my son is or if he's too close to the water It was so beautiful, so blissful, so relaxing. (laughs) So one thing I can recommend, our son no longer takes naps, but when we went last year, he did. So my husband and I would take turns. One day he would go up 
and sit there on the balcony while my son napped and then I would be down at either the pool or the beach for an hour, hour and a half, relaxing, reading, just laying out. So I highly recommend taking turns like that if you're able to. I think that that is a great hack. I feel like having sex on vacation with kids is just like a no-go. I think we did when we went when my son was six months old because he was in another room in the pack and play and went to bed earlier and we had ample time to do things in the evening. At that point, we were having to order takeout because he would go to bed so early, whereas like now we can go out to restaurants and go a little bit later. But yeah, I feel like trying to make love with a toddler in the other room is very hard. So yeah, I guess I'm just saying don't have any like huge plans of intimacy I feel like my husband and I barely had a legitimate conversation because my son was always next to us, always interrupting, always needing our like undivided attention. So yeah, like even at dinner one night, I made the mistake of going to hibachi thinking my son would enjoy it because that was the only thing he really enjoyed last year on our trip when he was so sick. Like he loved seeing the fire at the Japanese restaurant this time there was just so much banging that he was terrified he kept crying and at one point my husband kind of gave me this look oh no actually first we pulled out one of our phones and put on Miss Rachel so we're not the family that just puts the iPad or the phone out as soon as we get to a restaurant usually our son like loves to just like chat with us and eat with us and it's really fun Um, But this time to like distract him, we pulled out the phone and I was like, hell yes, whatever it takes to get him to not be scared and just like be calm so we can get through this dinner that I have like looked forward to all week. Well, my son kept crying. This is really rude to the other patrons sitting at our shared table. So I walked away with my son and I'm like up at the hostess stand saying, you know, my son is scared. Is there somewhere else I can take my plate and go eat with him? So they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like go over to the sushi bar. So I went over to our table holding my son, grabbed my beer, grabbed my plate and left my husband there alone with six other people that he doesn't know. Um, So yeah, super fun. Lots of intimate romantic moments with my husband. JK. This is why I say you go on a vacation with your children and then the next one is just you two solo because you need time to just catch up and be together, be romantic, have good sex, go to nice restaurants, have some actual downtime at the beach where you can close your eyes, you're not worried about someone's livelihood, and you can just take a breather and unwind and relax or even sleep in. Like it's so important. So vacationing with your kids is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I totally recommend it. But I also recommend booking a second trip with just you and your honey. If you have someone that's able to watch your babies, because traveling with your babies is not exactly the most relaxing vacation. Okay, so hibachi was a complete and total bust. We basically had to run out of there. So then for the the last night, the night right after that, we had tickets to this pirate dinner show, which I was so looking forward to. This was like what I was the most excited about, honestly. I think I paid like 180 bucks for the tickets for this one and a half hour dinner show 
So it was like stadium seating basically um, all the way around the stage and the stage was like further inward. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a mini football game, I guess, like a very, very mini, I don't know. It was like, it was totally different than a football game. Like it was inside. Okay, this makes no sense. Basically, there were like five rows of where people could sit and then in the center was this like big pirate ship boat in this huge pool with the stage the pirates are like doing flips singing dancing jumping in the water there was a seal like it was like a whole thing it was so cool but as soon as we got back to the room from our failed hibachi dinner because he was afraid of all the banging that they were doing with like you know their spatulas and stuff And so my husband was already like, why did you do this? Like, you shouldn't have bought tickets to this. He's just going to be scared in the first five minutes and we're going to have to leave. And so all day leading up to this pirate dinner show, I was like, not anxious, but just trying to like prime him up for this, like talking about how cool it's going to be and how fun and how it's okay, like you're always safe when you're with mommy and daddy. Like, we would never put you in, like, a dangerous situation. Like, it's gonna be so fun. I was showing him the trailer of it on their website, and I was like, how cool is that? Isn't this the coolest thing ever? And his reaction, he was like, no, no, not cool. (laughs) And I am like, oh my god, please, child, please enjoy this. I did this for you, but also for me, and I just want to have a good time. And thankfully, he loved it he was clapping and bopping his head and just having the best time but yeah so after that failed hibachi dinner I was just so anxious the whole next day about like oh my god he's gonna hate it what if he hates it we're just gonna have to leave that'll be like almost $200 wasted I don't know so thankfully that worked out just fine but we have these high expectations of how something will be. And if it's not that way, it just makes us feel so disappointed and frustrated. My piece of advice is to just kind of go into your vacation with low expectations and have a great time. Because if you set the bar too high and your kids don't react the way that you'd want them to, then you're just going to feel disappointed and it's not fair to you or to them because they feel how they feel and they're not trying to upset you. So I don't know if that was helpful. I don't know if any of these hacks were honestly helpful, but hopefully they were, (laughs) I guess. Come over to Instagram and let me know if this was helpful. But other than, you know, those couple of moments, we had such a great time. We really did get that redo of last year, which was so wonderful. We made some great memories and it was, it was just really, really good. So hopefully this was a fun glimpse into our family vacation. And I hope that the packing checklist in the show notes will help you. I hope that if you are planning a vacation with your kids in the near future, that you have a wonderful time, that your kids don't get sick, that they sleep, And that they listen to you because it's tricky when you're in a new environment. I feel like it kind of shakes things up a little bit for your kids. The sleeping environment is different. You're not at home. Maybe they're having ice cream or more sugary foods. You know, some of the rules just 
don't really apply as they do at home. So yeah, all I can say is I hope your kids behave and sleep well and don't get sick. So um, bubble wrap them for like a week or two before your vacation so that the same thing that happened to me last year doesn't happen to you. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. It would mean the world to me if you would click the subscribe button and if you would scroll down and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this episode and if you want to leave a little blurb about how you're enjoying the show. That way, more moms and parents can find this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more, follow along on Instagram at mybestmomfriend. I'll see you again next time.